0: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, August 27th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. Dwayne Long is here. Before we get to Dwayne, though, some house cleaning. If you are not a premium subscriber, the season is almost here, and we have an amazing deal going. Pay for one month less than $10 and get the entire season for free. Three months of coverage for one month of payment. Please make sure to check that out if you're not a premium subscriber. We have a ton of great stuff for you on the site. You can't get any of the inside word we have without the premium access. Once again, pay for one month, get free. It is a great deal. Also, people have asked for it. So, on Sundays going forward on game weeks, we are bringing back Buck Nuts Almost Live, our Sunday morning podcast. We hope to have it up by about 10 a.m. It will be a Bill Kurlich on recruiting, Matt Baxendale previewing the bucket, and then one of our beat guys, Steve Hellwagon, Dave Biddle, or Pat Murphy on the game we just saw, what we can expect from the week ahead, et cetera. Okay, house cleaning done. It is a big week, always a fun show the last show before the kickoff of the season. Dwayne, how are you? I'm, I'm still trying to
1: get over that deal. That's something that people should be jumping on. But anyway, uh, I, I mean, it's game week. How long are we wait for this? You go on the message board, there's all kinds of crazy going on because everybody's just chomping at the bit. You know, we got so much new going on. Uh, Ryan Day's coming in. New, I mean, what's what's more exciting than uh new coach and a new quarterback same time it's just you know you got to be just sitting here thinking what is going to happen i
0: can't wait the fighting lane kiffins arrived on saturday not a particularly strong team yes kiffin had some success there early it has started to wane but let's talk about the buckeyes camp is over what is your greatest concern about the team heading into the season
1: Last year, it was just, I, I could not get over how bad the linebacker play was. We've got to be better at linebacker, period. We had one linebacker out there, and that wasn't until later in the season when it finally uh, the light finally came on with Malik Harrison. We've got one guy that we really believe in, so, uh, and that remains a concern. Um, also, what's going on with half a secondary. You know, you got uh uh Jeffrey Okuda on one side, uh coming off one of the great games that we saw last year by an individual in the Rose Bowl, and uh you've got the veteran Fuller back there. But uh, you know, I just Damon Arnett is gonna be the starting cornerback. That just I I thought we recruited better than that. You know, where where are the guys? I know uh uh, Tariq Johnson has, has been uh, banged up a bit, but it seems like we should have somebody else that can go over there. And the other safety, what's going on there? Uh, we'll see about that. Um, I have some concerns. I do not like this talk that White is going to be a situational player. He was he was outstanding last year. What is going on that he's not going to be uh, –
0: in the starting lineup. I just, I don't get that. You know, White was in the doghouse earlier in camp for I think some more off-field stuff, nothing too heavy. Maybe that's a little bit of an issue, but I think we're all going to have to get used to the new defensive scheme. Ohio State hasn't played with that hybrid, you know, linebacker safety here for four or five years. Linebacker is incredible. If you look at the the talent and look at the room, it's incredible. There's probably six pros in the group but they've got to find a way to put it all together and get the best guys on the field and be effective. A lot of us are hoping it was scheme. We've heard that. I think we're going to know very early whether the scheme was to fault or the kids just don't have to snuff. Two things I've said all offseason that I just don't get, and I'm not trying to be a homer when I say this, although it's going to sound like it. One, I have no idea why people pick Michigan ahead of Ohio State. Uh, there are some smart people that I respect that are doing it, All for what seems the same reason, which is they must be due, the due theory, which literally makes no sense. The other thing that I don't understand is the national doubt and skepticism regarding Justin Fields. I don't know if this is because he couldn't beat out Jake Fromm as a true freshman, and then maybe Trevor Lawrence beat out Kelly Bryant, and they used the comparative theory there to hold it against Fields. If you go by rating, the only player with a higher rating at quarterback Ohio State has ever had on the roster is Terrell Pryor. I don't get it. I think Justin Fields is going to be fantastic. Is he going to be Dwayne Haskins? Of course not. 50 touchdown passes from a quarterback in the Big Ten is something we may never see again. But will he be as effective as an offensive player, his ability to run the ball, et cetera? I think you'll be close. Dwayne, your expectations?
1: I, I think Justin Fields is going to be. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think Justin Fields is going to bring a big smile to Buckeye fans. I think he this, this kid's got all the talent in the world. I think he's got a quarterback whisperer, two of them actually, with uh, Ryan Day and Yershik. Uh, uh, I think that this kid is just going to be an outstanding football player. I also believe that he's going to make people smile because he is as close to Braxton Miller as we've seen since Braxton Miller. You know, he had running the football. He's going to take off. He's a bigger kid than Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller a pretty good sized guy himself. Uh, when when the, the pocket breaks down, the defense is going to go, oh, hell no, no. We don't want to be chasing this guy around in the open field. I could see him throwing 35 touchdown passes, I could see him running for 500 yards. Uh, the, the running does scare me a little bit because. The depth behind him, it just drops off a cliff. We just can't get this guy hurt. So let's keep the putt. plan runs down, and let's get it in his head. You cannot get hurt out here, dude. you got to get on the ground. you got to get out of bounds. You know, I, I look at Cam Newton. He's big. So what does he do? He's out there banging around once he gets out of the pocket. He's bigger than the guys that are trying to chase him down. I get it. I understand. You've been doing that your whole life. You can't do it anymore. And I would tell Fields, just don't get in the habit. We can't have you on the sidelines uh, talking to the medical staff. You've got to stay healthy. But I I really believe that he is going to be a quarterback that, uh, that we're going to say, yeah, we can ride this guy for a couple of years.
0: I don't know if he's the one to coin the phrase, but I've heard him say that the best ability for a quarterback is availability, which I agree with. We need Justin Fields to be there. So his durability, I think, is going to end up being a big bellwether for the season in terms of how they do. I think he's going to be fantastic. Is he going to be perfect? Of course not. We were spoiled last year in the passing game. I just don't think you can replicate that.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I, I think uh, Demario McCall, him being installed as a number two back, is there's something there. Dan, this is not a guy you're going to be running into the line. You know, you're you're not going to throw him in there ten fifteen times. But uh, I think that him being the number two says a lot about what Ryan Day is going to do with that um, his abilities in the open field. You know, we talk so much about the tight end not being involved enough in the passing game here at Ohio State. What about running backs? We don't throw the ball to the running back. Maybe McCall being number two says when he's on the field, you better watch for where he's going to be. Yeah, we'll run him into the line every now and then because you have to. Uh, You know, defense is not going to be looking for that. They're going to be caught off guard, but I think – you're going to see swing passes to a very dangerous back, a guy just going out in the flat, catching the ball, giving the ball in the open field, anything can happen. So I believe there's something more to DeMario McCall being the number two back.
0: I say this every year, the two spots where Ohio State could improve on offense, or at least from their scoring capability. One is using the tight end, and two is an explosive return game neither of which they've really featured. What is the point of having Jeremy Ruckert on the team, a five-star tight end who was the best player at the opening one day, if we don't get him the ball? I would like to see us ride Jeremy Ruckert for a couple games here. A great tight end in the middle of the field and a big running quarterback is the safest way to move the football down the field. I just hope they have that in the arsenal. Yes, they can't top the passing of last year with the 50 touchdowns, but if you add the tight end and add some more explosiveness from the return game, which they never seem to have, and I don't understand why, we have more trouble catching it than running it. I just think those are two places you can you can improve. All right, we're going to take a quick look at the schedule here. Obviously, Dwayne and I are picking Ohio State to destroy Florida Atlantic. I don't want to bore anybody with that. We're going to take a quick look at the Big Ten here and see if anybody is on upset watch. Friday night, Dwayne. Tulsa goes to East Lansing and places Michigan State. Any upset watch there, you think?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what he's got up there. I, I don't know what D'Antonio's got up there now. Um, you know, last year he was pretty damn bad at quarterback. So let's, you know, you, you got to think that he's going to be chomping at the bit to, to find somebody who could be effective. Uh, I just don't know. It might be the waning of the the D'Antonio era. I, I think he's getting older. <clears throat> I'm not. Uh, I'm not seeing the the roster. We always were like, oh, Michigan State got him. Michigan State got him. You know, good players out of Ohio that Ohio State gave a, a good look to, uh, but went with somebody national and you know, he was plucking real talent out of Ohio, better than Michigan. Uh for years and years and I'm not seeing that right now. Kentucky is coming in here taking uh, the good guys that we're passing on. I don't know. I think D'Antonio may be winding down here. I'm just not uh I'm not gonna say upset, but because um, he still should be better than Tulsa. Uh I can't I can't go there. I can't go upset there.
0: The other possibilities for an upset I guess Friday night Wisconsin goes to South Florida. I don't see an upset there. How about yourself?
1: I don't see it. No.
0: I I just don't.
1: Wisconsin is so consistently good. Just solid football. And and, and you know, and they get good solid players and play good solid sound football and win a lot of football games. So no, I I'm saying no upset there.
0: Yeah, the two upset watches Really, our Akron at Illinois, Indiana against Ball State, Indiana and Illinois have been known to reach the depths. We'll have you pick this last game, and we'll go and we'll go from there. Northwestern at Stanford, 4 p.m. Saturday on Fox, the Brain Bowl.
1: I'm going to go with Northwestern. You know, he has the Brain Bowl and Stanford is always solid, but Fitzgerald over there, the guy is just, <clears throat> you know, if he wasn't an alum, somebody would have plucked him. Uh, years ago, the guy's a coach, and he he finds good solid football players and uh, and uh, coaches them up. and He's so sound defensively, and uh, his offense usually is sound. Stanford, you never know what's going on out there. Uh, they just quietly go about winning the football games. Uh, haven't had the the seasons the last couple of years. But I'm gonna go Northwestern. I'm gonna say Fitzgerald comes out of there with a win. And I do believe Akron is gonna kick the hell out of Illinois.
0: Yeah, it's kind of dueling public relations efforts there. It'd be nice for Northwestern for the conference to get the W, but then, you know, Akron will already have beaten Illinois that day, so that'll be ugly. All right, people, that'll do it. Once again, if you are not a subscriber, we have a great deal going now. Pay for one month, get three. That means pay for one month, get the entire season for one month's payment. Also, the return of Bucknuts Almost Live will be Sunday morning. Our podcast should have it up by about 10 a.m. Have a good one, Bucknutters.